Parshas Vayishlach begins with the encounter between Yaakov and Esav. And the Svarim tell us, the Ramban in Lamed Gimel Tesvav brings down that this story is referred to as the Parshas Galus, that the Chachamim used to look at this Parsha when they would come to deal with the Romans because they viewed this story as a model of how to deal with Esav in the Galus. And the Ramban, in the beginning of Parshas Vayeshlach, has a Hakdama where he explains why this section is written. He says it has four purposes. He says, first of all, to let us know that to teach us that Hashem saved Yaakov from one more powerful than him. I guess that that's an important lesson for us is the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu saved Yaakov from Esau, I guess is... I assume the pshat is to teach us a certain level of bitachon in Hashem. At the same time, the Ramban says that it's to teach us that Yaakov was all batach that Yaakov did ishtad was even though he was a tzaddik and even though Allah had also he had promises from Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and the Medrash gets into he had armies of malachim with him. I think it says about forty thousand malachim. It says in the Medrash Rabbah, but he didn't rely on that. He didn't rely on his tzitkus. He just did his ishtad, he knew that it's appropriate to do ishtadlus in the zinyanim. remez l'doros, says the Ramban. A third idea that there's a remez l'doros. The Ramban in general has a theme throughout, say for Beratius, that I say avos simen l'banim, that the actions of the avos put things into place for the future of the Jewish people in the world. And so it's a model that everything that happened with Yaakov and Esav would happen with us, with the B'nai Esav. And number four, that we should go in the der- that Yaakov was teaching us a derech. That Yaakov prepared himself in three different ways, and that's what we should do. With He davened to Hashem. He sent Esav gifts, and he did in different manners of appeasement to Esav. And he also prepared for war, which included included potentially running away from Esav as well. That it wasn't just straight fight, but it was a, uh, as we're going to see, that he split up his machina as well. He did different things in the element of war. He did things in the element of davening Tashem, and he did things to try to appease Esav to say, Avdi Yaakov Adoni Esav. Medjish actually brings a story that Rebbe Yehuda Hanasi was writing a letter to a, Roman, to a Roman leader and his Talmud was writing and he wrote uh, Yehuda Hanasi and he said, no, 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 Avdecha Rebbe. And he said, Rebbe, bzionis. He said, am I worse than Saba? Am I worse than the grandfather? He wrote Avdecha Yaakov. I can also write that, that sometimes that's the appropriate way to deal with Esav and the Gullus. And we obviously a lot to potentially discuss here. I want to focus on one specific area of it. So it says in Parakamid Bay's Pasukhes, it says, Vayiri Yakumor, Vayetzal Yaakov is friend and distressed. Maybe Shemigromachet, Vayakatas Amasharitov, and Sonas Habaka, Vagamal, Mishne Machnos. He split up his camp, his animals, and everything into two camps. Vayomer, and Yavo Esav, Machna Hachas, Viko, Vayaha Machna Hanisha, Lefleta. If Esav comes and attacks one campment, then the other campment will be able to flee and to survive. This idea of Yaakov splitting up his camp. So the Medish Rabbin, Ayin Vav Gimel, says, He split up his camp. You don't put all your money in one corner. 
In other words, you don't put all your eggs in one basket. You don't invest all your you don't put all your investments in one area. Maybe that area will fall apart. You don't put all your money in one corner. Maybe that corner will get, will get robbed. Who do you want it from? From Yaakov. That's why he split up his camp. And we find similarly in the, in the Novi Malachim that it says, Ovadia hid the Nevi'im in separate caves to hide them from Izevel, and Achav that he realized I have to put some in different places so that if some of them get attacked, then at least we have saving of the Nevi'im in another area. Merish continues, Im that refers to our brothers in the south, I mean, the ones who returned from Bava to Eretz Yisrael to rebuild the base of Megdash. Those that survive, those that are left will survive. That's the Achenu Shabagolos, those are those who are in Bavel. That, In other words, it was prophetic in the sense that when the Jews in Eretz Yisrael were attacked after the Chorban Bayasheni, so there was a strong encampment of Yidin in Bavel at that time who were in a good place and already had something set up. Yeshea says even though they're Nisha Lefleta, they would fast on Shani and Chamishi. They still fast about they still mourn for their brothers and they daven for them. Obviously they cared for them, but the idea is there was a machna Nisha Lefleta, that there was a remnant that survived. And the Ramban on our Psokim actually says that this is, he brings this medrash, he says this is a remez Lodoros, that Esau will never be Gozer to wipe out our name completely in the sense that there'll be one part of Esau that does raw, that does bad to us in one land. Then there'll be another king who'll be Gozer on us in a different land to be compassionate to us. You could have, I mean, they'll be, we'll be mistreated in some lands by Esau, but there'll always be Hamachana Hanisha Lefleta, that this is a Remizlodoros, that there'll never be complete annihilation at one time in all parts of the world from Esau, as I believe is how the Ramban is learning from the Pesach, and he's saying that that's what this Medrash is alluding to. So an interesting idea, the Art Scroll Medrash brings from Hamaisa with Rav Yosef Kahanaman, the Pana Vizharov, that he asked the Chavetz Chaim when the Nazis rose to power that they had their final solution. He asked him about it. Is, could it such a thing be successful? The Chavetz Chaim said, that there's always going to be survival of the Yidden in a different place. And he asked him, where are they going to go? I said, Rav Heinemann. He said, Bahart Sion Tia Paleta. That Hart Sion will be Paleta. Pasuk and Ovadja. That they'll be able to flee Tarot Yisrael. And it says that when the Panavizharov established the Yeshiva in Bnei Brak, he inscribed on the Yeshiva building in honor of the Chavetz Chaim, Bahart Sion Tia Paleta. That Hart Sion will be a place for our survival. I'll bring another interesting part from Rav and Bengis and the Panina Mishochen from the Panina Mishochen Gavoa. That he says it's, it could have said hanishar paleta that the last machina will survive. What's lifleta? The remaining machina will be for survival. That they have a mission. He see darshan that uh, that they have a mission that they are there for the plate of the yidden as well. That they're there to help us to daven for us to help us. Just he said it over during World War II that us that the, I guess he was, he was talking to the yidden in Yerushalayim. He says they have to daven, they have to give money, they have to do what they can help. They have to be Working or Plata. Just some interesting ideas about when this time when Yaakov looks like he's in tremendous danger and tremendous fear that he's really doing planning. He knows he's in Hashem's hands and he's really doing planning for the future generations. And that according to this Medrash that he put this in place, 
that he put a status in a remez in place to make sure that we would always have eternal survival. Had be a Wishing you all a wonderful Shabbos.